Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, spring would appear to be upon us. Uh, don't want to jinx it just yet, but we've had a little bit of a run here of some, some decent weather. And, of course, with the nicer weather means the motorcycles are back. Now, this, this conversation is ostensibly about noisy vehicles, but I, I think, look, we're talking about motorcycles. And we go a certain chunk of the year without seeing them, obviously, through the winter. Uh, then they're back, and this seems to be an issue each and every year. You might remember, I think it was about five years ago, uh, the city was testing out some noise snare technology, and there was some uh, disagreement uh, around the technology and the bylaw, and we ended up just kind of scrapping the whole thing. Now, up in Edmonton, uh, they're testing out, they love their photo radar up there, they're testing out something similar. I, I, I'm curious to see how this would work. It's like a photo radar, but for noise, not speed. Instead of measuring how fast the vehicle's going, it measures how loud the vehicle is and then snaps a picture of the license and you get a ticket in the mail. I'd be curious to see how that works. Uh, so with that happening up in Edmonton, there's a push here in Calgary once again to, to try to address the noise issue. The weather gets nicer, the motorcycles are out, and the noise complaints start to go up. That's pretty predictable. Now, not every motorcycle is created equally. Not every motorcycle rider wants an extremely loud motorcycle. Now, some do, maybe just because they want to sound loud, they want to impress or intimidate people. Others say they do it for safety reasons, so that other vehicles can can hear them and be aware of their presence. And I think at that level, I mean, it's understandable that a motorcyclist would want to be noticed on the road. You don't want to put yourself needlessly in danger. That's why certain vehicles have loud horns, for example. But we do have noise bylaws that apply not just to vehicles, but to all sorts of things. And if you're breaking the bylaw, shouldn't you get a ticket? Regardless of whether you're pumping loud music or you're riding a loud motorcycle or whatever it is you're doing. So do we need some noise restrictions? I certainly want to hear from you today, but we're going to hear from a couple different sides of this. Now, joining us, first of all, please to welcome to the program, Bob Ramsey, president and CEO of the Motorcycle and Moped Council, uh, which is in favor of some noise restrictions. Bob, thanks for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. All right. Well, explain your group's position then. Well, uh, we've been aware of this issue. It's, it's not a new issue. It goes back to probably the 1970s when, uh, when this issue first arose with more urbanization. And, and uh, from our standpoint, every motorcycle that is manufactured and imported into Canada has to meet the federal uh, sound emission regulations. And those uh, emission regulations are 80 decibels. And it's done through a drive-by um, method of, of measuring the, the uh, air pressure and sound that comes out of a, a motorcycle. The challenge that we face, and I think most people in urban areas face, is that uh, a small percentage or a 
depends on where you live, I guess, a bigger mm-hmm. percentage, may um, change the, the muffler system on their motorcycle to make it more loud. And, and as you rightly pointed out, some believe it's actually a, a benefit to safety. Now, there's never been a study that actually shows that it does improve safety. And as a longtime motorcyclist myself, I wouldn't want to rely just on noise because there's a lot of different noises out there. So there's much better ways of promoting safety than through loud pipes. So we developed 10 years ago a method for police forces, uh, law forces across North America to be able to measure uh, in-use sound emissions to make sure that they did not, they were not excessive. And so we've been promoting that. That's one of the uh, things we promoted in Edmonton and, and they adopted that approach, but it's only for motorcycles. And, and some motorcyclists were concerned that, you know, this was only focusing on them and not on all the other loud vehicles as well. But there is a method uh, well accepted across North America, which is the uh, uh, technical standpoint is uh, J2825, which the industry itself developed and uh, talked to law enforcement across the country. And in fact, we talked to the Calgary police uh, five years ago. Okay. So, well, explain that in a bit more detail then so, so we understand it. So there's the, the 80, uh, decibel, 80 decibel. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's the a federal standard before right. any motorcycle can be made or imported into Canada by a uh, original equipment manufacturer. So by a, a Honda or a Harley or BMW or whomever, Uh, It must meet this pass-by standard test. So they're all tested to meet that standard. That standard, 80 decibel, is actually quite a low standard. Um, And so a certain percentage of motorcyclists want to, you know, um, customize their motorcycle so that, and and some of them put on loud uh, uh, straight pipes to make it louder. And it, well, and I guess that it depends on what the bylaws are, but I mean, that's, that's, is, is that a legal modification? It is a legal modification, again, depending on the bylaws. So, uh, you know, from the standpoint of most municipalities have an excessive noise, uh, which becomes very discretionary um, because what one person deems as excessive noise, another person may feel it's not. And so that's why it's very difficult to enforce it. It's also why we developed our own um, uh, methodology uh, to help police forces have a standard uh, way of measuring this so that whether you're operating in B.C., Alberta, or Newfoundland and Saskatchewan, uh, and that you would have the same test and so a rider could ride anywhere and know if they were in compliance or not. Right, because it, it's tricky. I mean, you know, time of day matters. Obviously, loud noises in the middle of the day are, are different than loud noises late at night. Um, you know, on, being on a busy road is different from being in a quiet residential area. Mm-hmm. I mean, can we have a, a blanket approach that uh, just applies across the board? Um, it's very difficult, and I think this is a very last step. You know, there's other ways of communicating this. We do this through education, through safety messaging, through all sorts of other uh, mechanisms to make riders aware of, you know, some of the issues that arise if you change your pipes and make them louder. Um, So I think, you know, we shouldn't look at this as the first step. There's a a huge amount of education that could be done, and most most riders want to obey, abide by the law, so they're very eager to ensure that they do. There are a few, and there will always be a few, no matter what type of vehicle they use, 
that want it louder. And, and so, you know, regulation as a last resort is better than regulation as a first resort. And, and the industry wants to work with municipalities. The industry wants to work with rider groups. And, and so that's the approach that we take. All right. Well, and we we see obviously in a patchwork across the country where different cities have different standards. Some have specific bylaws, some don't. Do, do you get the sense that this is working better in certain parts of the country than, than other parts of the country? It, it tends to. And, and those municipalities that we've worked with, and Edmonton was is, is one of them and, and that, and we've worked with other uh, municipalities across there has been significant benefits, not from an enforcement standpoint, but from an education standpoint, because they did a lot of free testing so that motorcyclists could bring their motorcycles in to see exactly what sort of sound level they were making and whether or not it would comply with the new um, sound standards. So, you know, again, uh, we want to work with municipalities. We think we have a, a better approach. Unfortunately, in one instance, it only applies to motorcycles. We, we don't have a, a mandate to for other vehicles or, you know, uh, things like um, lawnmowers or leaf blowers or things of that nature, which, trust me, at 6 o'clock in the morning, you don't want your neighbor blowing right. the leaves off your yard. So, uh, so, But there is common sense approaches to these sorts of things, and, and education and awareness is one of them. All right. Very interesting. More at MMIC. That's the uh, Motorcycle and Moped Industry Council. Bob, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank Take you. Care. Uh, Bob Ramsey, President and CEO of the Motorcycle and Moped Industry Council. This, so that's their perspective. Um, before we open the phones up on this, I wanted to get another perspective. Now, uh, Saskatoon is one of the cities, and probably most cities across the country have had this debate at some point. Uh, now, Saskatoon a few years ago was looking at bringing in some of this this technology to really crack down on noisy bikes, uh, and they they concluded eventually, as I understand, to not go ahead with it. Now, one of the groups that was involved in the pushback uh, against that that approach was called Loud Pipes Saves Lives. Now, Kelvin Ooms is in Saskatoon, was a part of that group, and joins us here on the line today to talk a bit more about their perspective on all of this. Kelvin, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. No problem. Thanks for uh, contacting me and uh, letting me be a part of it. All right. So, uh, as I say, Saskatoon uh, looked at regulating this a few years ago and eventually decided not to? Yeah. I mean, it it came down to about the same time that um, everything else was happening in Edmonton and in Calgary as well. And uh, they pushed for it here, too. And uh, that was met by uh, a considerable amount of opposition from bike enthusiasts. And, uh, uh, yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't really exceed to too much after a while. Right. Well, and not all motorcycles uh, are the same, obviously, when it comes to noise levels. And, and there are those who, who obviously prefer the, the louder ones. But w- what's what's the argument here when you say loud pipes save lives? Explain that. Yeah, and like you said, too, I mean, every bike enthusiast has their own preference. Um, and there's different models and makes of bikes that uh, have different stock and, you know, other stuff that you can put on the bikes to make them louder. My personal preference, and I can speak on behalf of a good majority of bike enthusiasts, is that I prefer to have the loud pipes because I myself have been involved in three situations that uh, where if it wasn't for my pipes, um, I may not be talking to you today. And that's because the drivers of the vehicles never seen me. And uh, it wasn't only until I got their attention by you know pulling in the clutch and bringing up my RPMs and let my pipes snap that it actually get their attention and they moved back out of my lane. So when I say loud pipes save lives, uh, they do. They hear you coming. Um, unfortunately, um, people, you know, they don't drive around bikes year-round. 
So when springtime, like we have now, when the bikes start coming on the roads, uh, they forget about us. They they don't see us. Uh, they're used to seeing cars, not bikes on the road. So it's uh, it's an avenue for us. It's a tool for us to uh, to help us out in making other motorists realize that we're in the area. Do we have a lot of evidence uh, around this? I, you know, I, it seems that a lot of it's uh, anecdotal, maybe kind of on both sides of this debate. But do, do, can we point to to studies or, or science that that can inform us of, of exactly the impact that this has? Well, I'm sure that there's some stuff out there, but I'm telling you personally that it's helped me in three certain instances, and I don't know how much better proof that a person needs. Um, I invited, uh, there was a reporter here in Saskatoon, and I invited her, it never worked out, but I says, you know, put a helmet on, and let's go cruise around for a while. Come with me for about an hour, and I'll drive like any normal bike enthusiast drives, and you just watch what happens on the road. And, and, and I invite anybody to do that. And, uh, and you can see firsthand how bikes are ignored on the road. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's the... The sound of the throttle, the pipes, a lot of times that will get their attention. Now, having said that, um, you know, I had a bike. Um, I've since got a different bike. But the bike that I had then, I mean, I could drive past your house and you probably wouldn't even realize that I went by your house. I could go by your house and if I wrapped on my pipes, they snapped so loud that I could probably make your cupboards rattle inside your house. Right. Now, I had control of that. So... What I'm saying is, like, these guys that drive around, it doesn't merit going around for no reason, cracking your pipes and stuff like that. That's uncalled for. That's unnecessary. That's what gives bike enthusiasts a bad name. And that's probably what's prompting a lot of people to do what they're doing right now. And when they say loud noise you know, for vehicles, let's face it, this they can sugarcoat it all they want. It's not other vehicles. What they're coming down on are bike enthusiasts, Harley riders, because there's a lot of things out there, and that was my argument back in Saskatoon, too, last couple of years, was that there's a lot of other noises out there that um, that's our, you know, people complain about or should be complaining about, but they don't. But as soon as the bikes come out, every time, here we are again, springtime, the bikes are out, what are we hearing again? Are about loud noises. Yeah. So, like, like I said, they can sugarcoat it all they want, but this is just about bikes. So they have, if they're going to do it for one group of motorists, like motorcyclists, bike enthusiasts, they have to do it for everything. Well, they should. Now, I mean, look, I mean, noise bylaws exist, and I mean, it's not just about vehicles, yeah, exactly. right? If if my yeah. next door neighbor is blaring his music so loud that my cupboards are rattling, and I'm waking up, yeah. and my kids are waking up, I'm 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 going to phone that in. So, exactly. Uh, obviously, we we have these restrictions. So, how do we balance then, as you say, then the need for motorcycle enthusiasts to to use this as a tool from time to time versus those who, as you say, just just needlessly do it. Exactly. So those guys that are needlessly doing it when they're trying to show off in front of a group of people that are standing parkside or whatever, and they go by and unnecessarily wrap their pipes at a, at a level that's you know bothering people, give them a ticket. If I do it, give me a ticket. But if if a cop sees me doing it and wraps my and wrapping my pipes because I'm trying to alert another motorist that they're cutting into my lane and cutting me off, uh, then that's just like a horn. I mean, what are the decibel levels on a horn when somebody blows a horn at somebody? usually pretty high. You look at a semi-trailer with their loud air horns. Uh, dump trucks that drive through our cities, they got loud air horns. Right. What are the decibel levels on those things when they try to alert other drivers that there's, they're impinging in their space? Wrapping your pipes is no different than an air horn on a dump truck. So if you're abusing it, ticket it. Like if you got a guy driving up and down the road in a dump truck blowing his air horn, give the guy a ticket <laughs> because he's, he's creating excessive noise. Same thing with a bike. But if you're using that as a tool to alert other ride drivers in the area, he's just trying to save his own life, like I did three times in the last couple of years. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Some important food for thought there, Kelvin. Thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate you giving uh, us this side of the story. Absolutely. There you go. Kelvin Ooms in Saskatoon was part of the Loud Pipes Save Lives group uh, in Saskatoon that pushed back against some regulation there. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.